the Power Drive with Ty Jordan, Winnipeg's best rock. Power 97. Joining me on the phone right now is Hot Ones champion Chris Jericho. Chris, where are you right now? How are you doing today? Man, just uh, getting ready to rock. Excited to come back to Winnipeg uh, for the biggest show that we've played in Winnipeg with Fozzie at the Burt, man. It's the famous Burt. So anytime you can play a gig there, you know things are going good. Yeah, December 1st at Burton Cummings Theater. Have you met Burton Cummings ever? I never have, man. I, I had a, a Randy Backman on my podcast before, but never had the chance to meet with Burton. So um, I have been to Salisbury House, and I'm now playing at the Burton Cummings Theater. So, uh, and also, I'm an Order of a Buffalo Hunt recipient in Manitoba. So I feel that all the... Uh, all the the, the, the the fruit is in line for us to eventually meet at one of these days. Yeah, you hit all the checklists. It's funny you say that. Like, when I moved here, it was like, I met you at your uh, Words of Jericho tour, and then, like, a month later, I'm at my apartment, and who's working out in that apartment gym is Kenny Omega. And I was like, well, now I just got to meet Bert, and I, I got the big three. <laughs> you got the big three from Winnipeg. Throw in Neil Young, and you're all set. Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like that one would be harder to find here in the city. But uh, uh, let's get back to right. it. Uh, uh, Judas has been a huge album for you guys. You've been touring all over the world. How does it feel to bring it back to Winnipeg? We've been talking about it already, but like it's got to feel special every time to come home, correct? Well, it does. And the thing is, you know, the Judas record has been so huge for us um, to the point we've been touring on it for, I think, uh, about 19 months by the time we get to Canada. And that's the last leg of the Judas Rising tour, the entire tour. We do Winnipeg, then we do Regina, Edmonton, Calgary, and the tour is all finished. So, I'm glad we were able to come back to Winnipeg, come to Canada, because Judas, the song and the record, had, had a lot of radio play and a lot of success in Canada, which, of course, is very important for us. And the fact that we've been able to tour as much as we have shows just the power and the strength and the popularity of that record. So it's not just in the States or England or Australia or, you know, all these other places we go. It's always cool to come back to Canada and not just play you know, Winnipeg, which is a huge show, probably the biggest show of the tour, but to go basically all across Canada uh, and to know that people are supporting us, you know, from, from sea to shining sea as well, is important for us as a band and for me as a Canadian. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, the success it's been having, uh, even on radio here, like when the Jets were in the playoffs, you were here, uh, our pregame playoff pump-up song here on Power, we'd always uh, get requests for Judas, so that's the one we probably played the most uh, above all else, so... yeah. It's cool. Like I said, for whatever reason, people uh, really um, connected with that song, and it has become kind of the, 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 the song that's synonymous with Fozzie, kind of our career song to this point. Like, it's our Enter Sandman, or You Shook Me All Night Long, or one of those songs that when you think of a band, you automatically think of that tune. And Judas has become that for us. It became, you know, a legit hit single. And once you have that elusive hit single, it takes your band to a completely different level. And we've seen that all across the board since it was released. So, um, you know, getting it played, like you mentioned, before, uh, before hockey games, during hockey games. I mean, they play it all the time in certain arenas like Columbus and Washington and Anaheim, Vegas, you know, um, now Winnipeg as well, at Toronto. So, it, you know, when you get one of those songs that they're playing in between We Will Rock You and you know, uh, you give love a bad name or whatever it may be. It's kind of cool as well. Mm -hmm. That's funny you say that, man. It's like kind of like a, I got these bullet points here, and you kind of just like rattled off everything I was uh, <laughs> writing about the song there. And uh, the only thing I had tacked on there is like, is there anything more you can ask of a song? Like, could you hope for any more success from that? 
I mean, really, there isn't, because even when you're talking about the sales and the amount of streams, like in this day and age when nobody's buying music and Judas literally sold like over 100,000 singles and it streamed, I think, 20 million times. Yes, sir. Um, as far as, you know, as far as it goes on that aspect, no. I think maybe the only thing is to be like, you know, the, the theme song for a huge movie like Mission Impossible 6 with Judas being the theme is probably the, the, the next biggest thing we could get. Uh, but other than that, you can't ask for anything else. And, and like I said, when you get a song like that, it really takes all the other songs and everything else about the band up to a different level as well. So it kind of, I call it the Judas effect. We, we kind of got caught up in this huge tornado of a song that just raised everything about the entire band. No, absolutely. I could 100% see that. And like it, it definitely brought the, the band to a wider audience as, as well, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of great tours on this cycle as far as going out with other bands, um, but most of it's been us headlining, and that's when you can really see the difference. You know, it's great doing tours. We did some great touring with Steel Panther and with Shinedown and Three Days Grace, but when when we're doing it on our own, and that's kind of how we've orchestrated it, you can really see now we're selling out New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Detroit, um, you know, Dallas, all these places. And we just sold out Ottawa on this tour. Uh, got a huge advance already. You know, I think however long it is, four or five weeks out at the Burt in Winnipeg. So that's when you can really tell how much the band is growing. Because it's great to get on the bigger tours. And, and actually, at the beginning of this tour, we're playing Eastern Canada with Three Days Grace in, in bigger venues and arenas. But I like it when we play the theaters and are drawing, you know, the biggest crowds we've ever had. That shows completely what your band is doing and what you're capable of. And just like I said, how popular the Judas record is uh, and now how much momentum Fozzie has as a band. Oh, I mean, like, I can't wait to see the show. It's funny because uh, I kind of followed you your whole career and I've now seen the words of Jericho tour. I'm going to see uh, Fozzie December 1st at the Burt. Never seen you wrestle live. So I feel like uh, I'll have to hit the big three on that one as well. But uh I've seen some like photos yeah. from the Fozzie shows lately, and like it looks like wild. You never know what you're gonna get. One moment I saw a picture of you wearing a towel. One moment you're flying back from Japan, covered in face paint, if I'm correct. Uh, it wasn't Japan. It was flying. We, we I did a, a quick appearance at a, a show in Chicago, and then flew oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. City for our gig afterwards. But I mean, yeah, I mean we've got it down to a science, man. It's rock and roll with a smile, and we make sure that everybody has a great time at a Fozzie gig. I mean, we want people to be involved. We expect a lot from our audiences. But at the, end of the, at the end of the show, it's always the same reaction. Man, that was a great gig. We really enjoyed it. We can't believe how much fun we had. And that's what it's all about. So, like I said, when you've been touring on this as much as we have, you really have it down pat and down to a science. And, and that's kind of, you know, you, you're getting the best of Fozzie uh, in Winnipeg because, like I mentioned, I think we've been to... Gosh, I would say probably, um, I think probably 20, 25 countries on this tour. Mm-hmm. So you guys are getting to see a band that's a well-oiled machine at this point. And um, like I said, we, we know exactly what to do to, to get people involved and, and make sure that they have a great time chanting Fozzie, drinking a few beers, you know, uh, showing their boobs, whether they're girls or guys, we don't care. <laughs> Just come and have a good time. And that's kind of what we're all about. It's, it's like Van Halen in 1981, where we are the show. We don't have smoke and fire and, and, and dragons flying from the ceiling. 
but we leave everything on the stage every single night and, and we expect the same from our audiences and we get it. So it's a great, great gig and we're really looking forward to coming back to Winnipeg to, 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 to play. All right, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I feel like uh, you got to be excited to come back home to kind of almost close well, yeah. out the tour with this. Uh, but do the rest and, of the like boys they, get get it, Chris? When you come back, do they like do they get a tour from you every time, or do you guys kind of go off and do your own things when you're back in Winnipeg? Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where we'll be rolling into town. I think we play Thunder Bay the night before, or something along those lines, and then, like I said, we have. I think it's Regina the next day. So it's not like there's a three-day vacation in Winnipeg. We'll get there and we'll, you know, it's business as usual. It's just that's a hometown show, so you have a lot more friends coming and family and all that sort of thing. But, I mean, we've played a lot of shows in Winnipeg over the years. I think the last one was back in 2014 or 15. But they've always been in, you know, different venues that are always cool. But, like I said, when you come to Winnipeg, unless you're playing the MTS Center, the Burt's kind of the second second best and, and most prestigious place to play. So this is by far our biggest show in Winnipeg, and that's like I said, that's mirrored by the by the advanced sales that we have already. And like you mentioned, December first, what are we today? October twentieth or whatever day? You know, it's six weeks away. We're expecting this could be one of the biggest crowds we've ever had. So we're really looking forward to it from that aspect. And the fact that it's a hometown show makes it even better because that Words of Jericho show that I did last summer. Um, was a huge crowd. It's the biggest Words of Jericho show that I've ever done. I think it was almost close to a thousand people at Club Regent. So it's good to know that you know there's people coming to support the the hometown hero. But I'm not just basing it on that. Like I said, we do the same show whether we're in Winnipeg or whether we're in Ottawa or whether we're in you know Auckland, New Zealand. But it's always a little bit extra special when you're playing you know a, a rock show in the town where I saw so many great rock shows. Uh, growing up and then, you know, kind of seeing all the bands that shaped my influence and, and shaped my performance as a frontman and as a singer. So it always makes it extra special. Oh, yeah. And like, as you touched on before, you've been uh, at this tour for quite a while now. You're a well-oiled machine. You got it all down, Pat. They're, they're, they're in store for a good show. Well, exactly. And then that's what we do. And, and our motto is 10 or 10,000, whether it's a small crowd, whether it's a, a festival crowd or anything between. We put on the same show. Um, so we, we, we're ready either way. And like I said, uh, as it shapes out right now, the Winnipeg show at the Burt is already going to be the biggest show of the tour. And we're still, like I said, a month and a half away. So we're really, really excited. And like I said, man, I mean, I remember going to that, uh, to the Burton Cummings when it was the Garrick Theater back in the 80s when I used to go to see the movies. I think I saw Ghostbusters there, the original Ghostbusters. I specifically remember that. So to come back and play, you know, this great this great prestigious venue now that it's been rebuilt and remodeled and, of course, named after one of the greatest singers in rock and roll history who also happens to be from Winnipeg. It's just, you know, it's checking off all the boxes all across the board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Chris, uh, thanks for chatting. I got two more things to ask you here, right? And then I'll let you go, okay? Yeah. Uh, so let's say uh, the Jets make the playoffs again this year. Do you ever get like any interest in like reaching out to the Jets and saying like, "Hey, let me know," and the boys and I will play before a show? Or are you kind of waiting for them to come to you? Like I know you've had involvement because the uh, last playoff run, I was trying to sleep in my apartment right by the arena, and I'm hearing <laughs> Chris on the microphone going, "Why two uh, Jets?" You were shouting Why that, and I was like, jets, "This is so yeah. cool." Yeah, that was great. I mean, they, they uh, contacted me last year to do some voiceover work for some of the videos that they did that were airing before the game, and then basically saying, whatever games you want to come to, we'll take care of it. That was really cool for me um, because, you know, I probably am 
one of the most famous Winnipeggers, you know, in history, or at least right now. So I'm always repping the Jets. I have them tattooed on my arm. Uh, I do whatever the Jets want me to do. If they want me to do more voiceovers, I'll be there. If they want me to do an inspirational speech, I'll be there. If they want me to stand in front of the arena and with a bullhorn and, and, you know, sell pucks, I'll do that too. So if the Jets want Fozzie to play before the show, you know, we'll be there uh, repping our Y2 Jets shirts and playing Judas uh, live ourselves uh, before the gig. So, um, you know, I'm not just a Fairweather Jets fan. I've been a fan ever since the 70s, since the WHA, and I continue to be a hardcore Jets fan to this day. Even though I live down in Tampa where it's uh, not a lot of focus on hockey, uh, but still, for me, whenever whenever I think of the Jets and, and, and the Jets are playing, I'm always, you know, even if I can't watch the game, I'll check out the stats, see who's scoring, see who's hot. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm there I'm there for as much as the Jets need me for sure. Well, let's hope they uh, win the whole thing this year then. They came close, man. Top four isn't bad, but, uh, you know, we got a long way to go, man. But it was it was great to get that taste and finally get out of the damn second round. I mean, that was that was the biggest thing for me, knowing that in the history of the franchise, we had never made it out of the second round. So it was cool to, to, to see that and be a part of it and to go to the game. I mean, going to a Jets playoff game, I hadn't been to one since uh, Dave Ellett scored in overtime uh, against the Edmonton Oilers back in 1990, which might be the greatest moment in, uh, in kind of the prehistoric Jets age. And now we've got so many more to come with, uh, with this great team and, and the great fan base that Winnipeg has with the new era. The Power Drive with Ty Jordan, Winnipeg's best rock, Power 97.